The world keeps it changing. Have you adjusted the way you manage your medical practice to keep up with the latest technology, the needs of your staff, the changing expectations of your patients? Are there things you should be doing that you're not? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the business of medicine. I'm Dr. Caskell, your host, and with me today is Judy Capco, founder of Capco & Company and author of the popular book, Secrets of the Best Run Practices. Judy has specialized in medical practice operations and marketing for more than 20 years. She is a certified risk management specialist, and her emphasis is on building patient-centered strategies and valuing staff's contribution. Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, we all struggle with practice management issues. Do you think it's because we live up to the cliche that physicians are just terrible businessmen? Well, I'm not particularly fond of that cliche. It's not so much that they're terrible businessmen. It's that they've really had little opportunity to learn business skills. Right. We don't take a class in med school or residency whatsoever. We're thrown into the fray, as it were. Exactly. What are the biggest frustrations that you see when you go into a practice? Well, I see that physicians are frustrated with the business side of their practice, mostly because it puts great demands on them, and they don't feel prepared to deal with those demands. And one of their other great frustrations is there seems to be a lot of government interference or demands put on them by government that just take them further away from the clinical roles and dealing with the expectations of the patients. How bad does it have to get before you call Judy Capco to come in and save the day? That's a good question. I love it when physicians call me when they first start to see problems emerge in the practice, but that doesn't generally happen. It's so easy to put your head in the sand, and I understand that because they're incredibly busy. Doctors have so much going on in the practice that taking the time to even recognize that the problems are big enough that we need to call someone in is quite another story. I'm usually called in to deal with basically doctor will call me and say, Judy, my practice is sinking. I don't know if it's because my staff's unhappy, but I just feel demands coming at me from everywhere. You know, there's an old expression, and I don't want to make fun of consultants, but there's an old expression that says, what does a consultant do? They look at your watch and tell you what time it is. Shouldn't the doctor know that his staff has terrible morale or that he's losing money every month on his vaccines? I mean, shouldn't he have some sort of grasp on what's going on? Well, generally, I feel that the doctor just knows things are wrong, but they don't drill down to find out exactly what it is, and they're not quite sure how to do that. They'll hear staff complaining. They'll say, oh, I don't know if I've got the wrong staff or if it's me or, or what it is. So they see the symptoms, but they don't really realize what the problem is. So they're unable to make an accurate diagnosis in their own practices, and that's where you come in as the physician consultant. Correct. I can clearly define it for them separate out, you know, what is objective from the subjective. And just like they handle a clinical problem by doing a, a complete consultation to define the problems that the patient is experiencing, I do the exact same thing with the business side of their practice. So let's keep with the metaphor. In the last 20 years, what are the most common diagnoses you come across for flailing medical practices? Well, the most common diagnosis I come across is that doctors are inconsistent with how they deal with their staff. They aren't focused on what business principles should be applied to the practice, and they don't monitor or measure the performance of their business. So the last one, we definitely have electronic help with these days. Most of the practice management systems out there give you a very nice, pretty report every month with graphs and colors and numbers. So are these doctors just not investing in that type of software? Oh, I don't think it's the software. I think it's the limitations of how they use the software. And often, uh, you just mentioned that they get a lovely report with beautiful graphs. 
But more often than not, what I see is a report, and I don't see the graphs, which brings to my mind a very practical solution for the doctors. I'm sure you would agree with me that delving through a long report to define you know, what, what really is important to look at in this report takes a lot of time and creates more frustration for the physician. And they may not look at the same thing each month, where if they do decide what are the particular indicators we're going to look at each month, let's graph them so that we can quickly see when there are trends emerging and respond to those. And I think that's where they really need to work very carefully with their managers to create what is it I want to look at and see in a nutshell how my practice is performing each month. If you're just joining the discussion, you're listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm talking to Judy Capco, founder of Capco & Company and author of Secrets of the Best Run Practices. Judy, as you know, since you've been doing this for 20 years, medicine has definitely changed. What do you see as the fallout in terms of the relationship between the doctors and their so-called patients or clients or customers? There's a tremendous fallout. The loyalty is, is not what it was 20 years ago. Patients are tied to their insurance plan, and their insurance plan pretty much says these are the physicians that you can see, and therefore they will change a physician if they change insurance plans. Right. So we've really become a commodity. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate because With that, you know, if the relationship isn't enhanced and you don't have the same patients year after year, it's hard to build a culture that says our patients are important and for the patients to say our doctor is important and that we rely on our doctor. And and then, of course, on the other side of that coin, if you have patients that are running through like it's a treadmill, you also don't get the compliance, which we strive so hard for. That's very frustrating for physicians. You know, what bugs a patient and what bugs a physician are quite far apart. We have a non-compliant patient. It's very difficult to manage their care. Yes, it's very frustrating, but a physician in practice for many years should realize that there are those he'll be able to help and there are those he'll just be talking to himself and not get so frustrated because you can lead a horse to water. You can't always make him, you know, drink the prescribed therapy. Judy, how do you think... When you go out on the job or in, you're in the trenches, how do you tell your physicians to, all right, listen, you've got to do a better job of connecting with your patient? How do you as a consultant tell them that, and how is it even taught, and can it be taught? I think the real issue is you can't tell the doctor anything. You have to give him the rationale behind it and give him the solution. You've got to have the tools, and that's what's frustrating for a physician when someone comes in as a consultant, for example, and says, well, this is what's wrong with your practice. Well, fine, I already knew something was wrong, and I had a kind of an idea that that's where the problem was, but help me solve it. You know, again, physicians do not take direction well or criticism well, and that's why they all get divorced. So how can you tell them, listen, you need to spend more time with your patient. You need to sit down in a chair. You can't stand up and talk to them. Well, they're going to come back with a defense, and they'll say, well, I only have so much time, and you know, I'm already running behind, and you know, the patient's not really clear sometimes, and I, I have to push him to find out what's really wrong. And so you can hear the frustration start to mount in, in just the discussion you have with them. So I think what we have to bring it back down to is say, yes, but this is costing you more time because it's inefficient. And that's why you brought me in is because you're dealing with these problems and you feel yourself drowning. And the only way I'm trying to give you a raft so that you can survive this and listen to me because I can help you. And you have to clearly define what your solutions will be and what the outcome will be. Just like you do with the patient. You know, if you take this medicine, the swelling is going to go down. Your leg's not going to hurt and you're going to be walking well within the end of a week. If you don't give them that information, then, you know, they're not going to buy into 
changing the behavior. You brought up behavior changes, and a lot of reasons doctors run late is because they're bad at time management. They've gotten into bad habits, and they continue with those bad habits. And even when switching over to the electronic medical record, which is supposed to you know, make them so much more efficient, their bad habits are still there. So again, Judy, how do you change a physician's bad habits? Just by saying, hey, listen, listen to me. I have the secret. Just do as I say, and you'll be fine. Well, I think that it requires some hand-holding. So you can't just give a solution and walk away. You have to see them through it and hold them accountable. And it's far easier in a group practice because they have their peers that are also investing in bringing that consultant in. So you have to define what is the plan and are we all on board and what are we going to do if we're not compliant. You know, I was in a practice that was dealing with one physician that wouldn't go on the electronic record and they were three years down the road with implementation, and it was you know, very difficult when you have one doctor who you can't get the information out of the system because they're not using the electronic medical record. And finally, they had to put in a punitive action against that physician, and it worked. What if that physician owns the practice? It's kind of hard to punish that person. That's the problem with the solo doctor. Yeah. It really is. And for me, I'll just say, you know, you have to decide now whether you want to invest in your practice or not. But if you don't, this is what's going to happen. So you still have to go back to some sort of accountability. And if they're willing to live with all those inefficiencies and not willing to change, there's nothing I can do about it except remind them and tell them that, you know, that they are the responsible party and try to help them understand that they can't keep blaming the people around them. They'll blame the government. They'll blame the employees. They'll blame the hospital. And if I come in there and I tell them those aren't the reasons that this is happening, you are pivotal in this, then now it's up to them whether they want to respond. So it comes from the top down. Absolutely. And it's the culture that you create right. in that practice. And that is very hard for egomaniacal, narcissistic physicians to look in the mirror and say, oh, it's me. I have the problem. Exactly. And their frustration adds to that, you know, the frustration with all the things that are going on that do really impact their ability to be autonomous. You know, years ago they had autonomy, and I think that's another one of their huge frustrations. And also it was, you know, even when you didn't do things the proper or most efficient way, you were still fairly profitable. And today you need to be efficient because it's going to erode your profits. It's going to erode, you know, the outcomes of your patient care. And other people are monitoring that even if you're not. Judy, I have not read your book, Secrets of the Best Run Practices, and that's probably why I don't have one of the best run practices. But tell me some of the uh, pearls in there that are some of the top secrets that you'd like to get out so that they'll read the rest of your book. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Dr. Kaskill. Well, in the book, I kind of go through the different scenarios in a practice, starting with, you know, how you handle the receptionist all the way down to the finances at the end of the practice. But some of the pearls are, first of all, I think you have to recognize that one of the greatest assets in your practice is your employees, but you have to put an expectation on them and you need to communicate well. You need to recognize that your patients expect more from you than just clinical care, that they want to be seen as a person and it's your responsibility to make them feel that way. I always tell the physicians, you know, you don't have to be the best friend with your patients, but you do have a responsibility to appear friendly and interested in them as a person. You don't just treat a condition, you treat a person. So that, I think, is another one. And the third very important one is to look ahead instead of behind you. They wait, they see something coming, they fear it, they ignore it, and they don't deal with it. And you mentioned the electronic medical record. It's a perfect example. It's an incredible tool. And we've had to come to the point where government is pushing them and putting responsibility on them that will affect them economically 
if they don't you know, respond. And then they start to take notice where this tool has been available for a long time. And yes, it's an investment, but if they would go through and at least take the time to analyze the opportunities that are out there and instead of, you know, dig their heels into the sand and try to live in a world that is from the past and medicine, you can't practice the way you did in the past. So let, let's go forward instead of resisting the change that we're going to have to face. Judy Capco, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. We've been talking about the challenges of running a medical practice with Judy Capco of Capco and Company, an author of the popular book Secrets of the Best Run Practices. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and explore our new on-demand and podcast features.